Welcome to the Inclusive Education Project. I'm Vicki Brett. I'm Amanda Salohi. We're two civil rights lawyers on a mission to change the conversation about education, civil rights, and modern activism. Each week, we're going to explore new topics which are going to educate and empower others and give them a platform to enact change in education and level the playing field. Hi. You hear the hustle and bustle. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, for it being summer and it being a slow time for us, quote unquote, it's definitely not. Yeah, so this is dropping a little later. We apologize. We're not dropping on Tuesdays. Well, it was 4th of July. Right. So the office was closed for a couple of days. Yeah. And then um, I was in Denver for a couple of days. So usually we're good at planning, but we just, we've well, actually. And the school year hit us harder than this. That's year. true. Yeah. Really busy. And then all of our supplemental ones that we had like got used up and we're like, Bleh! it's always that balance between wanting to get you guys timely material. Yeah, that's true. Um, but then also making sure that, you know, we're able to get you an episode every week. So, you know, we've had a couple that have been a little bit late. And, you know, now we we're apologize. Think back into the swing of summer. And not as many meetings. I think I had my last IEP meeting a little over a week ago couple mediations but other than that we should be able to stockpile a good amount and we've got so many guests that we're starting to coordinate right now that should be recording over the summer so by the time the school year starts you guys are going to just have so much information you won't know what to do with yeah we definitely are always scouring the facebook our facebook group so we are on the lookout for you know speech and language pathologists and school psychs it's a little harder to get people from the district to be on but you know as we're growing we do get some interest, so but we're getting there. Do, I don't know. There's so many people who we were just talking about this. They they think, oh, I don't know what I would talk to you guys about. Right. Like, you guys yeah. We yeah. Really it's a conversation. It's any, fine. You know, if you have anything to do with kids in any sense or parents. Yeah, even, exactly. You know, exactly. Um, we want to hear from you. So we're doing something a little different. We have a guest on this podcast, but Amanda and I are recording this little intro because I did say this in her presence, but like so excited we've shouted them out a bazillion times help me grow we have representative from help me grow yvette nunez who is one of the four coordinators that basically is just hustling and just connecting everyone in orange county and you'll listen you'll hear a lot more about what help me grow is exactly um, like right if you're what it is county mm-hmm. because help me grow is a national organization but you know we talked to her about so much more me, that know, they do like they, now that we know like yeah. and we knew but it was just like to be able to hear her explain it and we've been going to them for the past couple of years but like just to hear it from a different perspective almost like that was really cool yeah. i really enjoyed so that she talks to us about what help me grow is how you can get connected with them the importance of developmental screenings really making sure that parents are really connected and have the right information about their kids so we hope you enjoy this episode and tune in <laughs> you, that was we're gonna work we've on never, it we've done <laughs> no. an intro you just the you just first. say and enjoy the conversation Hi, Yvette. Thank you for coming on the pod. Why don't you introduce yourself to everybody and where you're from? I'm really excited where you're from, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to be here on this podcast with you. So my name is Yvette Nunez. I am one of the child development community liaisons with Help Me Grow. And I'm excited that you said that you're excited to have us here because, you know, Help Me Grow definitely 
really works to help build relationships, not only with our providers in the community, but also we really strive to make sure that we're helping families connect to those resources in the community. Yeah, we're so excited because we talk about Help Me Girl all the time. And that's how we've gotten connected to so many other wonderful people we've had on the podcast. Okay, so for our listeners that may not know, what exactly is Help Me Grow? So I think I get that a lot. I think Help Me Grow is kind of like that local bakery in your neighborhood where you're like, oh, yeah, like I know what they have. But do you know the full extent of the menu? So probably not. So Help Me Grow actually started through Prop 10, the tobacco tax. And so we've been here in Orange County going strong for over 13 years. And our mission is really to make sure that families get connected to early intervention services to really help promote optimal development. We really encourage developmental screening at an early age. We follow the recommendations of the AAP. And then we also help advocate families and empower them so that they know what services, what resources are available. And so I feel that sometimes families think that Help Me Grow is just when their child maybe is not meeting a milestone. But, you know, right now is a perfect example. It's summer and maybe your child needs summer camp or maybe you're looking for like movies in the park. Help Me Grow can definitely help you connect to that. We are kind of like your eyes and ears and like be out in the community So we're always consistently, you know, following up with people, finding out what's going on. We're like your little private investigators in the community. Yeah, you know everyone and everything that's going on. But that's great. We I always like try to describe it like as a four one one, like because most of the time people think, oh, it's just if my kid has special needs, like I don't need to talk to them. And it's like, no, 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 they're like four one one, and I'm so happy because literally help me grow. Like you are helping each of these community members grow and learning about their community and. So many people, and I know you'll get to the connection cafes, but what we've enjoyed about those connecting the service providers is, you know, so many people are doing so many great things in Orange County, and sometimes we're just like in our little bubble, and we don't realize. Absolutely. I think that's so important. I think in order for us to have this collective impact, for us to be able to serve and make sure that we're doing justice in our respective fields, um, that we need to collaborate. And so what Help Me Grow has done, and I think we do so well, is our connection cafes. And it might be just because we feed people and Starbucks (laughs) gives us coffee, but it does help. But it's a great opportunity for us to network, meet other people and find out, hey, you're doing this program. I'd love to be a part of it. Or how can we join forces and how can we stop being siloed and have that same conversation and make that, you know, more collective, greater impact? because it's for the benefit of our kids and our community. Well, it's more than just networking because, you know, each time you have a speaker and, and I feel like we learn something every time. And, and I mean, that's kind of what's really important is that so many people in the community don't know all the resources. And it's one thing to have a list and say like, oh, you need this. But being able to refer each other, all the professionals in the community, it's helpful to know more about the people that we may be referring. Yeah, I think you can learn a lot from, you know, talking to someone at a networking event, but there's so much more if you're actually learning more about the nuts and bolts of what they do. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think, you know, oftentimes if you stop and think the family already has a relationship with either that service provider or that professional. And then by you getting to know them and you being able to call us and say, like, do you know where else I can send my, you know, this particular family for speech or for, you know, social skills or whatnot? then you know we are already creating that relationship and you can go ahead and and send them over. So I think it's great. 
Well, what I also like in terms of connecting the families, it's not just like 411 you call and then it's just like, here, go here. Like you guys actually follow up. You have your coordinators that really try to get to know the family. And even if it's six weeks from now, you know, checking in with them or two hours from now checking in with them. And I think that is a missing piece in a lot of other different organizations that might be some, I mean, I don't know anybody else that's doing the work that you're doing, but like I would imagine that component going that extra little mile helps so much. I know. I mean, I think I can't stress enough because I feel like right now it's like connecting to resources or linkage to resources. It's kind of like it's the new black, like everybody wants to do that. Um, But I think what really sets us apart from all the other agencies that are doing it is that we really take time to understand the agency. And so like today, perfect example of meeting with you guys and really understanding what it is, what documents do they need, what the turnaround time is, is there a wait list? So we get all of that information up front and the care coordinator knows about that. And so when they're having that conversation with the parent that now has informed, you know, accurate information, it's updated in real time. And so that's the beauty of working with a live resource inventory as opposed to like a notebook or binders or a list. Yeah, it was nothing like a game of telephone to get information wrong. Talk a little bit more about the importance of, you said, um, the developmental screenings. Why is that, like, the early intervention just so important? Because I know, like, you guys do want to educate the community, not just here's some resources, but why this is so important. Yeah, absolutely. So just we are coming off a huge campaign that we launched with the county, and it's called Am I on Track? And so what we want parents to know is, are your children on track? You know, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of our pediatricians in the county don't do full developmental screening. They have some sort of developmental checklist milestone kind of thing where they ask, you know, five or four questions. But the same thing, you're not getting that result. It's not an evidence-based tool that's going to allow us to, you know, where are their deficiencies? Is your child at risk in fine motor, gross motor? And so this tool, whether it be the ages and stages developmental questionnaire, the PEDS, is a tool that's really going to give us that information. And once we have that information, we will now be able to know is what comes next. Do we need to, you know, support that family with additional, you know, skills or activities? Because oftentimes it's not that the child can't do it. It's just that the child hasn't been given the opportunity to. And so if we don't equip that parent to say, hey, I need to be introducing my child to scissors or crayons, or yes, I didn't know that I should have been putting my child on tummy time. And that's probably why, you know, they can't hold their head up. If they don't know that, but they're given an opportunity to practice that skill in a screening, they will now know that. And so getting them access to early intervention and earlier time is just going to make a world of difference. Not only for the parent, they're going to feel more confident, more empowered as a parent, but it's also going to be better for that child. And then eventually, once our child, that child gets into the school district. Yeah, you don't have to wait until you think something's wrong, is what you're saying, right? And so then you had asked me, like, oh, have you done the, what was it, the ASQ for Blair? And it just so happened because of the child development program that she was in. I did literally just complete it. But it's something that, you know, it's just nice to know that information. And I know probably for some new moms, like when you're going to, or at least how I feel sometimes is when I'm going to the pediatrician appointments, that first year you have one, like, every couple of months. And you're going and you're just like, it's like a report card, right? You're just like, okay, how are we doing, you know? And it's like, you have all these, it's like, are they right on track? Yeah, and it's like, this and that. And so help, what's nice about Help Me Grow is that you don't have to wait until something is wrong. And I think I just got a survey about a new website, I think that from in connection to what you were saying with your new program that you're starting. And this is how my memory works. I can't even remember the name of it. What was the one that you had just said? 
the am I on track? And it had the three kind of like, is my, and I was like, this is great. It's easily accessible. Like, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is something new that they're rolling out, which is helpful to everyone. We definitely want to bring awareness to the county, to the county. And we hope that everybody's offering developmental screening. So whether if you're not getting it at your pediatrician, maybe you're getting it through, you know, some sort of like home visitation program. Maybe you are doing a mommy and me class, but we really want to bring awareness and say developmental screenings are important. They're as important as immunization. We need to have them available, and we need parents to know why they're important. Do you happen to know if there's other counties in California that have similar organizations to you guys? Like Help Me Grow? Yes. So as I mentioned, Help Me Grow is actually, we're funded through Prop 10, and then we are also national. So throughout Orange County, I mean, throughout California, we have, there's 52 counties. Most of Northern California does have Help Me Grow. So up in so Alameda has one, Shasta County has one, Ventura has one, there's Costa, there's a lot of different ones. We here in Southern California are so fortunate because we were the second county to replicate the model that actually started out in Connecticut. So we're super fortunate. So we are kind of like one of those veteran models. So we are fully implemented. We are doing everything that we need to do in regards to core components for Help Me Grow. We're really the the county that everybody kind of looks at and says, okay, well, how did Orange County do it? So LA County is massive and they're trying to. Yeah, I can only imagine and, how much yeah, more difficult I, it would I'm be. I'm waiting to see how that's going to work. You know, so I know that recently Riverside and San Bernardino County had joined forces and I believe that they are going to be partnering with Loma Linda. That and so they should hopefully be get have something up and running. Okay, but we do have a lot of listeners from all across California and across the United States. So, what's the easiest way that they can check to see if they have a Help Me Grow near them? So they can actually go to Help Me Grow. So we have our national website, and so then they can click on their state. Say, for example, Utah has one, Florida has one, you know, New York. So a lot of the states have them. And each Help Me Grow might look a little bit differently. Obviously, like in Connecticut, it's Connecticut is like the size of Orange County. So, you know, so we, it's going to look a little bit different. But the core components of Help Me Grow, which is, you know, outreach and connecting families to those resources, promoting developmental screening, you know, educating providers in the community, you know, maintaining an active resource inventory, all of those components should be embedded in that Help Me Grow. And they should have a call center where families can call and speak to a care coordinator that will then link them to those resources. And I think something that's also really great for parents to join is your listserv. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, our listserv. I think our listserv is super popular. And so I think when earlier when I made that reference as to people know Help Me Grow, so they know like, oh yeah, like I know the listserv or I know Connection Cafe. But we always sound like there is a, you know, more a fuller menu that you could definitely be taking advantage of. So the listserv is a wonderful opportunity for, you know, agencies or service providers that are here in Orange County that want to get the word out about an event, a workshop, a class. We will gladly run that for you for free. It's every Thursday. It goes out every Thursday. We have not missed a Thursday in, I think, the 10 years that we've been running it. So we're super proud of that. We don't say it's going to go out like at 8 a.m., but it will go out sometime that Thursday before 11.59, right? <laughs> so if we go out, we can send you a template, and then it's super easy. You just fill it out, like a few blurbs about what the program is or what the workshop is. You can attach a PDF flyer, and it goes out to currently we have about 1,600 subscribers in Orange County. 
That's a lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's super easy. We've done it for our past events. And what I like about it is that it could you could go like straight to Anaheim and then you could see all the events that are happening in Anaheim. And it's like it runs the gamut of like different things. Like you had mentioned like movie nights in the summer, like so many different. Yeah. There's just so many different things, you know, like people are saying like, well, all of a sudden now it's summertime, you know, are there any pools that are going to have like free pool hours or swim or mommy and me classes? So we have all of that. And so we spend a lot of our time in the communities that we support gathering all of this information. So I think going back to what you had said, Vicky, I would definitely encourage people to go onto our website uh, we have so many other things. We have our child care toolkit. So I know right now something that has come up is we get families saying, you know, my child is at risk of getting kicked out of their preschool. So the child care toolkit is there. It's available for families to, you know, go on there, look, download stuff. There's great contact information, things that they can be utilizing, things that their centers can be utilizing, their child care centers or preschools can be utilizing immediately. Yeah, and, and it's really nice. It's like, I need help is like the red light, right? Or the yellow light is I'm worried or I'm curious. So even if you just wanted more information, like that would be me, right? I'm curious, like, what are we supposed to be doing? And it's just nice that it's in one fell, like one place, right? You could get to it in one fell swoop. And it's just because people get so easily overwhelmed, right? There's just so much out there. And that's what, especially with for us on the professional level where we're getting, we knew that there was a lot in Orange County, but what's unique about the Connection Cafes is you start seeing the same people and it's easier to refer a friend, right? Or if even the parent called and they come back to us, we go, okay, just give us a minute. We know them. Let's just see what happened in case like it's just like not right away. But that I think builds the community even stronger. So it's all relationship built. And even if people for the first time like go to the Connection Cafe, they get so much information. I did, was just on the phone with someone that will be on the pod in September. It was a new speech and language clinic that had opened up in South County. And she's like, and I was like, have you heard about Homie Girl? Because anytime we like talk to somebody in their own county, I'm like, have you heard of Homie Girl? And it was funny because she was like, oh, we opened up last year. And she's like, I think that's where I got your information was from the Help Me Grow. She's like, but then our you know agency took off and I haven't been back to one she's like but I'm finally getting around to all the people that I you know got the cards from and that's there's always a great you know resource table so even for us like we know that it's standing appointment every other month or so like we're going to the connection cafe and we're continuing to build those relationships which is awesome and I love to hear those stories because I think sometimes you know we don't get a lot of that we get to hear the stories from the families or sometimes when we're out in the community, but it's great to hear them from providers. Like I got connected to this or now I'm part of this because I met somebody at Connection Cafe, which is great because it tells us that, you know, we're doing what we need to be doing and the networking and that relationship building that we've already talked about and stress is really happening. And I like that that is part of just the vision for Help Me Grow because you could just completely be focused on the individual families. But again, taking it a step further and who else is in our community, right? And we have all these different service providers. And I know that you guys also are involved with a lot of the school districts show up to the Connection Cafes or you host them at some of the child development centers within the district. So it's not like everybody is involved. <laughs> right. So we really try to you know, figure out where haven't we been, who can we continue to build a relationship with. So 
you know, it might be a church that has like a preschool on their ground, or it could be like a community center, or, you know, like you said, it could be one of our, you know, multidisciplinary, like therapeutic service providers that has like a large space. So we definitely want to make sure that we are accessing that, that we're connecting with them. And so that way, the people that are attending Connection Cafe can see all of that. Because sometimes I think we just get kind of tunnel vision and we see only the same you know, people and service providers that we work with. And so we forget that there is more, trying to give everybody more of that macro look so that they can see, like, okay, there's other things that are available. I literally can't tell you how many times we've mentioned Help Me Girl on this podcast. <laughs> like, I'm so excited that people finally get to hear from somebody about what it is that they're doing. Do you guys have anything on the horizon that you guys are kind of working on? Well, it's something that we just recently did. And this is because we're starting to see that a lot of our kind of like first people that were kind of getting diagnosed with autism are now kind of aging out and approaching that transition age. So what we just recently added on our website, it's under the OCC3 for Kids tab. There is a transition plan um, toolkit. It's a fabulous toolkit that can be utilized by anybody. It kind of says, like, this is what you need to be doing. These are the kind of conversations you need to have. This is what to look for. Um, it's a great starting point for those parents that are saying, okay, my child is like 15, 16. They're going to have to start transitioning. They're not going to be able to see their pediatrician anymore. So what do I do? Are they on a diploma plan or are they on the GED plan? So all of that is in that transition toolkit. So that's something that we just recently put onto our website. So that's available there for families. I think what we're trying to do is really just kind of continue to focus on our outreach. We obviously want to, and what's going to come up in next year is we're revamping Connection Cafe. So Whoa. I know, I know. What's I know. happening? No, I'm just <laughs> I mean, you heard still, it here first. Uh, yes, <laughs> we're still going to have food. We're still going to have coffee, but we're trying to make it a little bit more interactive. And we want to make sure that everybody, I mean, I think we do get great feedback, but we always want to improve. And so we feel that there's definitely room for improvement. And so between the four of us, the other liaisons, we will be kind of putting our heads together. I feel like it's already like interactive with the, cause you guys always start kind of with like an icebreaker, you know, and I'm excited. I'm okay with change. Like, but I think you guys do a great job, but yeah, I mean, I love the thought process of I'm going to continually change this and improve it and right, see how we best do we have, can do it. We kind of do have our people that attend like you guys, you guys are there all the time. I can always <laughs> count that I can see Vicky or Amanda. You guys are always there, which is wonderful. Um, but don't you guys notice, like, we get so many people that, how many of you, is this your first Connection Cafe? And you can see so many hands. And I'm so surprised. Yeah. But that's great. So we kind of want to make sure that we're changing it up or maybe add, like, a new feature or something. Because we definitely want to make sure that we're keeping up with our with the times and everything. So we will see. It's supposed to be unveiled in January 2020. Awesome. That'll be so cool. So just to kind of reiterate for our listeners. So when you, you guys deal with any kid. Any age. Right. So right? we focus, definitely we want to focus on birth through age eight. So those individuals and the families that have children birth through age eight, we will do the care coordination. We'll do the whole nine years where we will connect them to resources, send a letter to the family, send a letter to the pediatrician. Because oftentimes, you know, when we are asking the family, have you let your pediatrician know about this concern? They're like, oh, no, I didn't think about that. So we want to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Again, we want to make sure that if an authorization needs to be submitted or triggered, that they know. So we'll send a letter to that pediatrician. We'll do ongoing care coordination and follow-up for as long as that family needs it. 
for our kiddos that are 9 to 18, we will still help connect them to resources. Instead of being a full intake, we're going to consider that an inquiry. So we're going to go ahead and take down some basic information and make sure that we connect them to the resource that's appropriate. So then in regards to follow-up, it's going to just fall back on that parent to call us back. Mm -hmm. And then I think if you want just the ways to get connected to us, you can call the toll-free line. Or you can visit our website on our portal. Our online portal is available 24-7, which is great because if you want to go ahead and put in there all the details and you can go ahead and enter it, it's available in English and Spanish. And again, 24-7 or the toll-free number. And that is available Monday through Friday from 8.30 to 5. And the toll-free number is 1-866-GROW-025. Perfect. And you guys have social media as well? We are on Facebook and Twitter. We're trying to figure out if we want to do like an Instagram. Because I think it'd be kind of cool, like a day in the life of a community liaison, because I could have been. Exactly. Right, right I think now. Instagram is really good for that. We, you know, there's so many different social media options out there, and we had to like narrow it down. Because at first you're like, oh, I'm going to do all, all of, them, of them, and it's like not effective. Mm-hmm. But just kind of seeing where your demographic, because also like parents are younger, right? They where may did not they get be. Their information? Mm-hmm. Did they get their information from. You know, the five o'clock news or no, a lot of people get it from Facebook. I was talking to someone the other day about it, you know, just finding out about events in Orange County. Like, where do you find out about them? Like, sometimes, yeah, you see posters around, but most of the time it's no, it came Mm -hmm. up in your feed. Mm Yeah. 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 So we are trying to do all of that. So right now I think we are going to be working. And right now that it's summer, it's a little bit slower for us. So we're kind of going to put our heads together and figure out how can we make sure that we're really reaching our target audience and that families and also service providers kind of know about Help Me Grow and that we're staying relevant and we're staying kind of still in their mind frame. So that way they're like, yeah, to do. What about Help Me Grow? Did you consider Help Me Grow? Yeah, exactly. And we, it's always like a litmus test for us. Like, oh, have you heard of Help Me Grow? And it's like, they either say yes or they say no. And it's like, if it's a yes, it's like, well, why are we doing the Connection Cafe? Like, what's going on? Or like, oh, we'll, we'll tell you about this thing. Because it's just, it's such an easy thing to put into your schedule. You know, it's not every Thursday at, you know, 6 p.m. Like, you guys do it at a convenient time. It's always in someplace different in Orange County, which, like, you get to see different parts of Orange County that you may, you know, if you're just in North County, you may not necessarily go to South County, you know, but it's nice to see, you know, the different service providers or, like, even one time that was at Pretend City and, like, I didn't even know Pretend City existed and now we, like, do events with Pretend City. Amanda was just there. Like, Yeah, we've been able to get in some pretty neat spaces. I know we did PBS. We did the Heritage Museum. It was our first outdoor one. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, so it was really cool. So we always try to, you know, push the envelope, stay innovative. And it's kind of, you know, the thing that we like to do. And so it's our way of kind of being up there. We can't rave about you guys enough. And we are so appreciative. I know you are so busy. So we're so grateful that you were able to come on the podcast. I know the other liaisons send, you know, a lot of love and send send their wishes. (laughs) I know. Deanna, Claudia, and Cynthia. So there's four of us. And so between the four of us, we, you know, divide and conquer the county and stay really busy because we want to make sure that when families call or service providers call, that we have the resource or we have the information to help and support them. Yeah, which is amazing. Well, thank you so much for well, being on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. And yeah, you guys definitely check it out online or give them a call at one eight six six grow 25 right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.